tonight's episode, I recap the Raptors' loss. I look at round of 16 for Champions League. I recap my picks from the weekend. I talk the final round of the AT&T at Pebble Beach. And also look into a potential trade with Andre Drummond. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Lots to cover on the show today, so let's start off with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors lose a close one that's still going to stick with them probably for another game or so to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They lose 116-112. to 112. Now the Raptors, again, look like they were chasing. They kept getting within reach closer and closer, but somehow Minnesota kept pulling away. You know what? Maybe it wasn't their night. Another ball slipped out of the rim on Pascal Siak when he tried to tie the game. I know a lot of Raptors fans are upset because now they're all doing the whole same thing. Siakam is not the person, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. He can't get the basket. He's not the leader. He's not the number one option. They're paying him too much money. La, da, 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 da. Well, here we are again, and I really don't want to hear about it. Yes, Siakam missed the shot. Yes, he did. But what about the other Raptors players that weren't playing well? Now, let us into that. Listen, the Raptors did not play a good basketball game, and the ball going in and out definitely was the story of it. And it's definitely been the story of the last couple of games. It's definitely been the story of this season. Now, again, the Raptors' performances over the last two games haven't been the best. Like I stated, they have been chasing their last two games. Now, at least one of their games that they won, they were chasing two against Memphis. They had to go up the mountain and get there. So, but the Raptors, you know what, they're going to learn and get better. Now, I would like them to be back at 500, because they have yet to be at 500 this season, or at least always one or two games below. Now, we're looking at three games right now. But we play Milwaukee uh, this week, twice, back-to-back. So, we'll see how that turns out. We know the last time that they played, they made Milwaukee fight for it, but it's going to be a tough one. We know how good Milwaukee is. We know what the Raptors are right now. They're missing OG, no Wananabe. Uh, and we'll see what this roster can do. Baines has been a liability. Uh, Fred Van Bleet, you know, the last couple of games, has been up and down. Uh, Siakam, you know, he's been consistent, but has been up and down as well. Kyle Lowry, you know, the whole team has been questionable this season. But as much as we were winning the last few games, there, there's been some question marks. Now, I know there's rumors about the trade between the Cavaliers and the Raptors in regards to Andre Drummond. Now, until that trade actually happens, I am not really looking into it because right now it's just rumors. It's just, yes, they're talking. Guess what? You know what they probably had? They probably had a conversation a week ago, and that's it. And then they probably called back saying, so what's the offer? Is it still the same? Yeah, okay. So we'll see how it goes. Now there's Blake Griffin, who's going to be going on the block probably pretty soon. Uh, Them and the Pistons have had a little conversation about the future, um, of Blake Griffin, not the Raptors and Detroit, but Blake Griffin and his agent when I'm referring to them. So we'll see how that turns out and how his career in Detroit continues. 
right now he could be on the block. Now, some Raptors fans would like him. I would have liked Blake Griffin from the Clippers about five, six, seven years ago. So we'll see what happens there. And then what if Andre Drummond comes to the Raptors, it would be good. It's the center that we need. Now, he is an issue when it comes to free throws. We're well aware of that. We've seen him be the liability for Detroit losing one or two games due to his free throws. But he has improved since then. But it's the rebounding and the points in the paint that we need. And, God, the Raptors have always had issues with rebounds throughout their career. Like, somehow we always get out-muscled. Valanchunas in his early days would get out-muscled. Gasol, Abaka from time to time would get out-muscled. And even Boucher and Baines, Len for the short time, got out-muscled. So we'll see how it goes. But we do need the center, and the question is, what are they going to give up? How much are they going to give up? Who's not going to be a Raptor next week? We'll just have to wait and see. You know what? This could be the reason why uh, Kyle Lowry... No, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that's the reason why Kyle Lowry sold this house. Kyle Lowry's still going to be a Raptor. But we may be saying goodbye to Norman Powell. If we're looking for young talent, Cleveland's going to be asking about Powell. We're We're not sending Kyle Lowry to Cleveland. Powell might be getting moved. Or it's going to be someone off the bench like Terrence Davis and someone else. But it's going to be tough. It really is. Um, I don't see them giving up Harris and Malachi Flynn due to the fact that Kyle Lowry could be gone at the end of next season, or at the end of this season, sorry. And he's going to be the replacement. Maybe Stanley Johnson goes. But it's not going to be OG because OG is part of that piece. Siakam's not going either. So chances are it's going to be Powell. That's how I see it, because his contract ends at the end of this year. So does Kyle Lowry. But if I'm looking at it, the way Powell's been playing and the value that he's put on himself, it looks like he's going to get moved. Or if they're going to move someone, it could be Terrence Davis with a pick or two. So you just have to wait and see. But it would be great if Drummond came to the Raptors. It really would be. I, I would be happy about it. But at the moment, it's going to cost too much. And I've talked about it on this podcast before and how NBA teams just don't value draft picks. Like we've seen the last couple of trades with Harden, Paul George, and with other players too, that they just use the draft picks like a $1 bill, just throwing it out there, just saying goodbye. It's not value. It's just not worth it. So, but that's how it's going to be played out. But we'll see. I don't think Ujiri's going to give up the farm. They're not. He's, he's probably not going to give up He's probably going to give up maybe a one or maybe two twos and maybe a player. So we'll see how it goes. That's all we can do. That's all we can wait and see and how this continues. But I would like the players to be, I would like Drummond to be on the team. I wouldn't go for Blake Griffin. There's talks of Collins going on the free agent market. So we'll see how it goes. But the Raptors are in desperate need of a center, especially at depth. So they're going to keep Baines no matter what. That's why I'm going to let you know, because they're going to use him as a depth uh, center. He'll probably sit behind Boucher, and that way they can have him come in on situational uh, plays. So that, that's how it's going to be. That's how it has to happen. Drummond would be the one, or whoever they get. Drummond would be the one, Boucher to the two, coming off the bench, and Baines would be demoted to the three. And that's all we can hope for. Because you know what? He, he plays good, but he's just been so inconsistent, especially in matchups. So we just have to wait and see on how this goes. But uh, right now the Raptors are just going to try and make the best move for this organization. Uh, So going over to my picks after discussing about the Raptors and basketball, 
three and two for both weekends. I finally had a good weekend uh, for hockey, unlike the last couple weeks where I've had a losing record. Sadly, I would have liked to have a five and zero weekend, but hey, things happen. Uh, I did recap some of my games on the weekend on Saturday's episode of the podcast, but just go over them again. Uh, so for NHL, I had chosen Tampa over Florida, Columbus over Chicago, Pens over the Islanders. St. Louis over Arizona and Montreal over the Leafs. And well, Tampa Bay lose lost on sorry, lose lost 5 to 2 against uh, Florida, which is kind of crappy. I almost said the S word. Uh, but you know what? They lose 5 2 and then they blow them out the next night 6 1, which is great, especially for fantasy. Um, by the way, I lost my fantasy this week. First time this season. It was a close one. I lost 5 4. Uh, I tried to make it, but you know what? Um, my team was definitely struck by the COVID bug, especially when some of my players, or the vast majority of my players, are from the East Division, uh, especially Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. They definitely were playing Jersey, and Pittsburgh actually had to play Philly a couple of times, but those games did not happen. So lost out on that. Plus, uh, I do have some Capitals players where they had to play Buffalo, and Buffalo had some games can- canceled due to those same issues. But Tampa won, or sorry, Tampa lost 5-2, but then the next night played Florida and beat them 6-1. They're actually playing Florida again tonight. Uh, Columbus lost an OT to Chicago 3-2. My Pittsburgh Penguins won 4-3 in a shootout against the Islanders. By the way, a phenomenal win against my Penguins, or phenomenal win for my Penguins last night against the Washington Capitals 6-3. So hopefully this gets the team moving because I would like them to get into the playoffs. Uh, St. Louis won against Arizona 5-4. And then you have the Montreal Canadiens beating the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1. So not a bad weekend. It's definitely a positive step. The last couple episodes or last couple picks have not been the best. So definitely been below 500 for that. I'm I'm still below 500 for the season, but... We're moving in the right direction. So that's a good side. I'm 8 and 12 on my season. So with this, 11 and 14. So positive steps. I'm uh, three games below 500. So let's see how it turns out. And for basketball, well, I'm never betting against the Knicks again. Well, you know what? The next time I actually probably have the Knicks on my schedule and I take them, I'll probably lose. So there's going to be a no-win-lose scenario with this Knicks team. But I bet against the Knicks, and I chose the Rockets. They lose 121-99. to 76ers lost to the Suns, 120-111. to 11, uh, And then we have the Clippers uh, winning, 125-106 to 106 against the Bulls. I talked about that. The Jazz was my pick against the Bucks to win. And they did, 129 to 115. And the Blazers beating the Cavs, 129 to 110. Wow, that was a struggle. And it's only Monday. And I'm finding it difficult to get through this. I'm very sorry. Uh, But uh, it was a good weekend. You know, I I was above 500. I would have liked to have been 5-0 for both. That would be a record. Um, I haven't been 5-0 really since football. And I would like to get back on that. Uh, But uh, this weekend, we'll hope for the best, positive thoughts, and I will be doing my picks this Wednesday again. Uh, It's definitely been a lot better than when I was just doing my NHL games on Saturday and my NBA games on Sunday. 
So we'll see how it goes. And if the Knicks are my game of the week again, I think I may have to jump on the bandwagon because I've talked about how this team has been a roller coaster all season. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, now, uh, NFL, uh, we're still waiting on trade deadlines. Uh, just or Sorry, not trade deadlines, just more trade updates. We're still waiting on what the Eagles are going to do. Uh, we know there's talks still, but Russell Wilson, I went on that on the weekend. So we'll see how that goes. But not much really happening uh, so far in the NFL. It's just a delay a little bit as the offseason progresses. Remember, we're near the time where the, uh, the combine should be happening. So that kind of is a slow week, but we do have pro days coming up soon. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out uh, at least one or two weeks away from the pro days. Uh, where we get to see some superstars. I know Justin Fields is going to be a hot ticket. We already saw Trevor Lawrence last Friday. Um, he is uh, going to be out for at least a month due to having sh a shoulder surgery on his non-throwing arm, so which is a benefit. So he'll be ready to go as well. So we'll see how pro days work out. They're going to be very vital this season. And I do feel bad for those teams, or sorry, for those players uh, in the Division Two, Division Three, because the Combine does help them promote their, their stats. Mapreet, um, uh, he plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He was a Division Three school. By getting it at, in at the pro day, we saw what he did for his bench. He was like 30-plus reps. His 40 time was phenomenal. It was just under five seconds. And that helped him uh, get promoted to at least a third rounder. That, that's what's great. Like he was at least a sixth or a seventh round pick because you're you're a, a third Division three school. You're not really getting much love. Uh, if you look at Pierre Garçon, um, he was a Mount Union wide receiver. That's Division three. And you know what? Got a fourth round pick. The Colts drafted him. Like it, it does do great things depending on where you come from for school. But the combine does help and promote players. So do tune into that as well. Uh, if you didn't listen to my podcast on the weekend, I did do my top NBA tandems of the last 30 years. So just to recap, uh, who I did, uh, my number 10 was. Uh, gotta get my list out here. Where is it? My finalized list. Uh, it was Drexler and Elijahwan, Durant and Westbrook, Peyton and Kemp, Duncan and Robinson, Malone and Stockton, Wade and LeBron, Clay and Curry, Parker and Duncan, Kobe and Shaq, and number one was Jordan and Pippen. That's a very normal list. Well, very obvious. And number one is going to be uh, Jordan and Pippen for what they did in the 90s and how they dominated. They were just a great duo, like 6-0 and in the finals. Like Jordan, and Jordan retired in the middle of it. Now, Pippen did play well during that time, but Jordan comes back and they go do a three-peat twice, which we haven't really seen uh, this century for basketball. I know what LeBron has done, but it's still great when a team does a three-peat twice. It is. It's legendary. But Pippen and Jordan were that dynamic duo, especially for the Bulls. And, you know, they had players change uh, compared to the first uh, three-peat and then to the second three-peat. They had roster changes, so lots of lots of changes for uh, that Bulls team in the 90s. But, again, Pippen and Jordan as my number one tandem of the last 30 years. Uh, now, kicking over to golf. Um, now, Saturday, I want to give a correction. Oh, and another correction, too, for my picks. I forgot to mention. I talked about Victor Oladipo being ready to play. Uh, he was still out and didn't play against 
uh, the Knicks when, uh, for the Rockets on Saturday. He was out, so that's a correction I missed on that. That was my bad. Especially with D'Angelo Russell, I said that he was going to be ready to go against uh, the Raptors. He's not even on the trip, so he was injured too. So those are corrections. And then in regards to the AT&T, uh, I talked about how Spieth and Berger were both one and or were both tied for the lead. I was wrong. At the time when I checked the stats, they were tied. Um, but Berger was going into his final hole of the tournament for round three, and he double bogeyed 18, which is just, it's tough. Um, but that's my fault uh, when it came to that. Ooh, the Leafs just lost to Ottawa. Oh, boy. Uh, who had that pick for Monday night? Sorry for that update in sports fans. I know if you're watching hockey, it may have ruined it for you, but I'm very, very sorry. Uh, so just going over uh, the AT&T uh, golf tournament. Uh, now, this week is the Genesis, so tune into that, and I'll cover that on Wednesday too. But to go over uh, the AT&T uh, Pebble Pro-Am, by the way, it wasn't really a Pro-Am uh, since no celebrities were there, but... Uh, when we're looking at it here, uh, Berger with a 18-under had a great day, went minus 7. Uh, McNeely uh, was minus 16. Cantley, 15. Spieth tied with Cantley at 15. Then you got Paul Casey, uh, Lashley at 14. Charlie Hoffman, Tringale at minus 13. Uh, Homa was there as well. Jason Day, he was 3-under because he was at minus 10. Uh, finishing round three. So not a bad day uh, overall. Now Nick Taylor uh, finished minus four. Uh, he went back-to-back -back even pars, which is which is tough, uh, especially when rounds one and two he was great, but didn't get any movement on Saturday, Sunday, which is tough. But he was the only Canadian, which is, you know, uh, tough as well because the rest of them haven't been showing up now. Nick Taylor has been the most consistent. Now, I did talk about him and the waste management not qualifying for that weekend. But you know what? Nick Taylor is a very good Canadian golfer. But got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Berger was great. He was a, he had a solid weekend. Spieth, again, could not close out. Another, uh, another weekend where he just couldn't close out the lead. Now, he went two under, which is great. But what he did on Saturday, he was still in the lead. And going into the week on Saturday, Sunday, he's just not closing out. His shots are all over the spot. Like some of his drives look like my drives. Well, yeah, yeah, some of them were my drives. Like if you've played golf with me, I sometimes like to hit a fade. Not on purpose. If I knew how to hit a fade on purpose, I would be a scratch golfer. But sadly, I, I slice sometimes. I hook sometimes. I sometimes go into the water. I go a lot of times in the tall grass. But Spieth was definitely in a rough a lot, and his drive has not been the greatest. His driver's just been failing him. It's just been all over, and that's been giving him the tough shots, and that's been happening on Saturday. Or, sorry, Sunday, sorry. That's what happened. Last weekend, we saw the same thing. He just wasn't able to control the driver. So it's, it's definitely been a letdown the last couple Sundays. His driver... And when you get into that shot, like, you're just trying to make them. You're just trying to. Uh, like, he had some great recovery shots. Uh, what was it, on 11, he hit, uh, I think it was, like, 310, just a little bit into the tall grass. And But he did make a remarkable shot, a remarkable shot, a second shot. It was right in the thick of it, got right under the ball, and it was about 10, 12 feet away from the hole. you got to give him credit for that shot. He parred it. 
you know, you'd like him to make that 12-footer for birdie, but still, his recovery game's there. It's just his drives have not been the best the last couple of weeks. But like I stated, some of his drives looked like me. But when you see pros do that, like not hitting the best, it gives you confidence, especially for myself, because you're like, yes, they do hit like me. But at the same time, too, um, when they hit like me, then they go and do what a normal pro does and hit it straight down the middle. And then I go and repeat five slices in a row. And then six, seven, probably 18 holes in a row of just straight slicing. You know, it's it shows how who I am. But the golfers can adapt and play well. But that that's my rant about the PGA. Um, Aussie Open, I'm not going to discuss much of it today as I thought I was going to. Um, Aussie Open, I'll discuss more on on Wednesday. Uh, quarterfinals is going on for men's and women's, so I will recap the quarter rounds, uh, quarterfinal rounds, and if the semis, we should have the semis on Wednesday. So I'll recap quarters and the semis on Wednesday night's episode of the podcast. I know I said I talk about it today, but I still have to get into the round of 16 for uh, UEFA Champions League, so I will talk about that. I kind of went sidetracked with golf and talking about my game, so I do apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. So now tomorrow, Champions League, the round of 16 starts. So it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to be discussing a little bit about those matchups tonight, uh, especially tomorrow and Wednesday. So tomorrow we have Liverpool and Leipzig, Barcelona versus PSG. And then Wednesday, Sevilla versus Dortmund and Porto versus Juventus. And then uh, next week's matchups, I'll mention them too. Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. Lazio versus Byron. And then you have Atlanta versus uh, Real Madrid. And then uh, Monchek Gladbach against Man City. So interesting matchups. They're going to be good. And remember now, for the round of 16, it's not do or die. It's aggregate. So... After these matchups, they go for another one, and they'll be doing the, the final score between the two games, and the winner of that advances on to uh, the Elite Eight, or the, the semis or the quarters, if you think about it. Um, now, for tomorrow, uh, Liverpool versus Leipzig. Uh, I'm liking Liverpool to win uh, this and move on. Uh, Barcelona and PSG now. No Neymar for tomorrow. Kend, um, uh Messi and Barcelona get through we'll see if they can win tomorrow they may have a chance for game two uh, whether or not Neymar plays which he should be because when it comes to aggregate it, it is not just like one day or two way or two days it's at least a month or so so when they next play it'll be March 10th uh, when PSG and Barcelona play, so Messi will, or sorry, not Messi, Neymar will be back for that game on the 10th, at least you hope, depending on the severity of his injury, but he is out for tomorrow, so uh, I do like Barcelona to win. Now, will they win the aggregate and move on? I'm going to take him as the underdog to win, so look for Barcelona to win, um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I could be wrong, but I am liking Barcelona. Uh, Sevilla versus Dortmund, I'm going to go with Sevilla. And then Porto versus Juventus. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus have been playing good. They've been playing very well in Series A. Uh, so look for Juventus uh, to win and move on to the next round. And then you have Atletico in Madrid versus Chelsea. I'm liking Chelsea. Uh, Lazio versus Byron. Now, early reports are talking about this could be an easy matchup for Byron. 
let's see the defending champions uh, move on to the next stage and I'm liking it and shout out to Alonzo Davies good luck to Byron on moving into the next round and also don't forget Byron winning the FIFA Club World Cup last week against Tigra so congratulations to them again but they are going to win and move on to uh, the next round and then you have uh, Atlanta uh, versus Real Madrid I'm liking Real Madrid and then you have Among Chengladbach versus Man City. I'm going with Man City for that one too, especially with the way they've been playing English Premier League. Now, I kind of have been slacking on English Premier League the last couple of podcast episodes. Uh, Manchester United hasn't been playing the best. They need to start winning. Uh, Man City is slowly, slowly taking away the lead in English Premier League. Uh, they're sitting at 53 points. Manchester United is at 50, if not 50, 46. So it's definitely going to be a climb. Plus, Man City has the game in hand. So it's going to be interesting. And then Liverpool is on the outside looking in because you have uh, West Ham, Leicester City uh, playing catch up. Uh, they're only a couple of games back because I was looking at it here. Uh, so I do apologize uh, for the delay. Um, so just give me a second here as I pull up everything for English Premier League. But yes, uh, Man City was number one, Manchester two, Leicester City three, Chelsea four, and West Ham five. And then Liverpool sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, but Man City's got the game in hand right now, and they're up seven points on the next team, which is Manchester United. So going to be interesting and also the last game of man city versus man u is in march so do tune in to watch that because that's going to be an interesting one for man city or not man city manchester united to catch up um so remember this is aggregate for champions league so the final score of the two matches moves on so home games and away goals are very very vital for all the teams so we'll see how it goes but i do liking my picks so again Liverpool, Barcelona, Sevilla, uh, Juventus, Chelsea, Byron, Real, and Man City all to get the W's and move on to the next round. And we'll see who the winner is going to be. You never know. Maybe it's Byron. Maybe uh, Ronaldo wins another Champions League with his third club. Remember, he won a couple with Real, won one with Manchester United. So we'll see what he does with Juventus. And Chelsea has been playing some decent soccer uh, this season in English Premier League. Let's see if that can carry over. And then we know what Liverpool is capable of doing. And Real Madrid, they're still a strong club, even without the former superstar who now plays for Juventus. But again, uh, those are my picks. I will discuss games one and two of uh, Liverpool, Leipzig, and uh, Barcelona and PSG and Seville and Dortmund and Porto and Juventus. So I will be discussing those on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. And then uh, looking into the previews of the games for next week for those. Because the first uh, four games are happening this week. The final four games are happening next week. Uh, Soccer is always just spread out because you always have so many tournaments. Plus with the travel um, because Liverpool and uh, uh, Leipzig are playing in Budapest for their matchup. That got moved there due to COVID restrictions. So it's always going to be the travel and the delay plus uh, regular club soccer still going on. So it's going to be some time before we can uh, see who's going to be in the quarterfinals for the next round. So when we're looking here, we're looking at mid-March 
uh, to at least have everything settled uh, for the Champions League. So tune into that uh, as I update it throughout the podcast and the episodes. Uh, so Wednesday's episode of the podcast, uh, that's it for today's episode of the podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. So Wednesday, I will be going over the first two games, or first four games technically, of Champions League. Uh, I will be discussing the Genesis Open as we get into that, because the field and everything starts. Updates in the NFL, uh, updates in baseball as well. Uh, look at English Premier League uh, 2. NBA, especially with the Raptors playing Milwaukee, discuss that. Uh, making my NBA, my NHL picks uh, as well, my five games. Let's hope for five and a weekend because I'm really hoping for positive thoughts. I really, really am. I would like a five and a uh, week for both leagues. So it will be uh, an interesting week. We'll see how everything turns out in soccer. It's going to be fun. I hope uh, Champions League is back. Or sorry. Champions League has never left. It's just been a long delay. Remember, it's been so been since December since we've seen Champions League play. But happy to have happy to have it resume. So uh, tune in to tomorrow for the first two games. So I will be covering that on Wednesday again. Plus golf, baseball, hockey. I have been slacking on baseball. The last thing I reported was the Andrew Benatini trade with the Mets and uh, Kansas City. Those players have yet to be announced, the two players to later be named. Chances are they're going to be prospects because uh, they're getting one from the Mets and one from uh, the Kansas City Royals to go over with uh, Cordero as well. Uh, that got moved from the Mets. So it's sorry, got moved from Kansas City. My apologies because uh, he's going to be the new outfielder. So I'm going to discuss uh, Red Sox and the rest of Major League Baseball as we get closer and closer because training camp is not too far away. Spring ball is just around the corner, folks. Catchers and pitchers should be reporting in the next week or so, so tune into that. And then, again, I'll cut up, catch up on NFL as well. Uh, lots to cover. Sorry if I seem all over the place, but, you know, lots to cover today, especially with the round of 16 going tomorrow. So, again, uh, Wednesday's episode of podcast. Again, baseball, soccer, golf, the Genesis Tournament, Aussie Open. I didn't catch much today, so catch up on the semifinals. So tune into that on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening tonight. Have yourself a great week. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. <laughs>